This is the Art of Warcraft, a podcast about card games and board games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Heart-shaped box of Europe. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. What are you up to today, Carl? Well, it's all rivals all the time. Nighttime, that is. Gen Con is coming up fast and Heart of Europe isn't, kinda. We talk about the team event rules, errata that wasn't, voting on 2v2 rivals formats, and yes, Heart of Europe. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I should be going at night. <laughs> at night, mm-hmm. yes, at night. Or what, so you know. basically, what you're telling me is we have really nothing to talk about today. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, the one thing we actually want to talk about we don't have right now. We have no cards in front of us, right? Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Well, the hope, right? That like it was up until probably early this week where we're like, okay, we're going to get Heart of Europe. We hadn't heard anything different from Renegade. Yeah, and, and then it didn't drop on by Wednesday, and then what was it? It was Thursday or was it yesterday? I forget. I got an email from them saying, hi, uh, yeah, this pre-order that you have in, yeah, it's going to ship in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yikes. yeah. It, and they actually said, like, it, it, we're expecting it to ship within several weeks or something like that. Was I've, I forget what the exact verbiage was, but it was something to that effect that it's like, and they updated the, the, the release date to say July 2022. So. Yeah. Boy. And Matt Holland is, is, had said on Discord replying to expect early to mid-July. Right, which is early July is next week as we sit here mm-hmm. on, on June 25th. But we're talking about, you know, the 15th or so on and so forth. It will be legal for Gen Con still, right? Because it kind of has that's to the be. assumption. <laughs> right? For the Conclave. Yeah. That's, that's good. But it's like really bums, bums me out because I was like, we were, we were getting jazzed to play with some of the new cards and especially the new City deck, right? I mean, yeah. The, the we big- can fake it online, but that's not quite the same thing. Well, the big game shake-up there is going to be the deal, right? I mean, it's all—it almost... If I was seriously considering um, Gen Con Prince of the City, I'd probably be proxying the new city deck by now. At the oh, very they've least had, the new, play. City, they've had yeah. the new city deck on, like, Tabletop Simulator for a while. Oh, totally, yeah. But also, the, you know, for in per person, too. I mean, basically, if I was doing constant... Mm-hmm. If I was doing con- constant work on that, I'd at least be proxying that up right mm-hmm. the second. You know? Yeah, yeah. From the scuttlebutt I've heard, there are people doing that. Yeah. Exactly that I will thing, not right? be surprised. Not, yeah. not surprising at all. I would be surprised if there weren't people yeah. doing that. I've been looking at it. I, I have considered it. Um, if we again, if we had something coming up, I'd be thinking about trying out one or two new cards in deck stuff. You know, some some central ones from Heart of Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. no. If I was playing at Gen Con, I would definitely be like, let's do this thing. Let's start let's, doing it now. Let's start doing we've it now. Complete, get an idea list. of the, yeah. the what the citizens are, especially because they're prestige. Because it's going to be, I think, the most significant change is going to be really with the prestige gain that you can get by burning the citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think all or near all of the citizens have the burn men three uh, or gain one prestige mm-hmm. option. So yeah. I've, I've that's, been, a, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's the big environmental switch, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So how does that play out? How does do people's prestige go down faster? But then they have they have that... But then you have it alongside Team X, which doesn't just do aggravated damage. It does aggravated damage. You discard a card. You do a second aggravated damage. And then you on the fourth Team X, you're losing. Everybody's losing a prestige. Yeah. So that's like, but if you, there's all kinds of mechanics that have been available to us that sometimes people don't use, which is burning, burning that sad, mm-hmm. right? Necromancy will do that. The card necromancy. You can also do it with, um, 
a vitae card, a blood thomas a blood sorcery. I want to say thaumaturgy, but it's it's, it's blood sorcery. Thaumaturgy. <laughs> Anyhow, there's a you know where you burn a, a city deck mortal in the streets. Just boom, you just mm. you yeah, burn yeah. Them. One of the few talkative ones, right? Yeah. yeah, and so you can do that to a sad. You can do it to a team X to eliminate the prestige option. Well, you got the reduced damage there too, so that all shakes this up, right? You know, a full a full um, a full set of Inquisition now is going to be two damage a turn, which is seems hilarious to us. That's the kind of the point of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, ignore, yeah, yeah, yeah. ignore that. It's know. it's the lost card. So the first lost one is the damage. Yeah. Then you have the lost card. Then mm-hmm. the third one is another damage. Mm-hmm. Then the fourth one is the prestige loss. Though I have to admit, well. I was going to say, assuming, okay, assuming the, the standard situation of everyone gets to encounter this SAD, the lost card doesn't seem as horrible, but we've got no mitigation for it right now, other than like basically blanking a card or something weird like that. You know, yeah. we have no way of stopping it. Not, so. No way of stopping it. Yeah. Or, but there's again the citizens. You can go get a citizen and get one prestige instead of. No, I mean the many. card loss. Oh, the, the card, card loss. The card yeah, loss yeah, is the yeah, one that's yeah. in the fire yeah, yeah, far yeah. more often, right? And I, I haven't seen. Are any of the new mortals back in that um, draw a card state for their um, attach bonus? I yeah, don't I don't think know. I've seen it. I don't know. So, I would yeah. have to look more closely. I think there is, there are some. Yeah. When you attach, you draw so, a card and gain a skill. So value gain there for one thing, pretty heavily, particularly if you are counteracting both of those. Or gain a discipline. Yeah, it's a it's a an interesting new uh, interesting new um, uh, environment. I mean, that's the point, right? You know exactly. And I, if again, if we, uh, we were. Playing, I'd probably be proxying that sucker, but Jason oh, and yeah. I are just just doing the judging and the OP mm-hmm. stuff and demos and so on and so forth. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe if it gets if it gets more than a week or two into July, we might be doing some uh, some card production. I feel at least to try these out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to get some idea of where the confusions might lie, and yeah, yeah. just to do it ourselves because we've been bi- chomping at the bit now for well, a couple weeks. It's it's I'm going to say relatively unusual for for us in most card games we play, to have this lead time and a complete card list release. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, I, I, it's, it's happened once or twice, normally when there's been, like, major delays or weirdnesses, or maybe just, like, localized ones. I can remember being at the cafe right. going, like, okay, all the Netrunner players are going to proxy stuff for the next three weeks because Colorado or the U.S. got boned. You know, right. Kind of right. Thing. It's happened once or twice, but, yeah, it's relatively strange. I think it's happened before in the Magic uh, oh, world. Oh, yeah, no but but then but there. but then Wizards does a full spoiler of the every set weeks before mm. the pre-release event. And well, there's an economic um, uh, an incentive with Magic, right? I'm going to run mm-hmm. this deck for the next six months. I'm going to buy the card five months from now <laughs> because I'm not buying it right now because price. Right, you know, so. right, right. So what is, they're doing the Conclave at Gen Con. They're doing a team event Gen Con, and I wanted it. We they released the team rules a couple of weeks ago via stream, and they're. Pretty interesting. You can check the, for those of you who are on Discord, the unofficial Discord, the news channel has the topic on the team events, which is was posted by Coyote on June 15th. So you can do a search there and just find what we're looking at. You start with two, 22 prestige. Each player starts with 22 prestige mm-hmm. instead of 20. So you mm-hmm. get a little, a little extra. Um, the mm-hmm. win condition is the team cumulatively gets to 22 agenda points you have to track your own agenda on your own card and so any cards that refer to the agenda points you have refer to your agenda points yeah specifically yours Um, yeah okay the interesting piece is that you sit next to your teammate then we would it would be like a i would go my uh, an opponent teammate would go Mm mm-hmm my teammate would go, an opponent, the other opponent teammate would go. Then mm. I would go. So you're kind of going in kind of an N or Z 
yeah. Z progress. Mm-hmm. Instead of around the table, you're going in a Z or an N. Well, whatever you want to think about it. But it's interesting because you get to look at each other's hands. Mm-hmm. You get to mix your coteries. The really cool part is that between your decks and between your vampires, mm-hmm. you ha- you still have the three-card limit. And you still have the one vampire uniqueness limit. So okay, so the phrase is really neat. The, the term you're looking for here is two-headed giant. Imagine <laughs> yeah, 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 a yeah, long yeah. way back. Yeah. In- really interesting to get to there because before you mentioned the actual turn structure, which I'm not surprised by. No, I've heard it at all. Um, the mention of the increased prestige pool per player overall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, plus the slightly reduced score requirement overall. Like if you divide it per player, you right, have slightly right, right. less gender. Yeah. Um, that's pretty clear. They everything they're doing, like um, Two Headed Giant, is angled towards avoiding an opposing team ganging up on one player. Right. Everything right. there is to mitigate that. So all, mm-hmm. all that class mm-hmm. stuff, the alternate back and forth, very very classical um, Two Headed Giant. Oh, okay. So I will say, if anyone is um, looking at um, doing this for the Gen Con event and like you know taking it semi seriously, go look up Two Headed Giant um, group tactics. There's a okay. whole writing from this from Magic that'll talk about it in very generic card game terms, ignoring plays within the game and more a here's how to marshal, here's how to organize, here's how to think about your deck even. Right. Okay. You know, that stuff there. So that's really interesting. Especially since you're limited to all all the vampires on your team have to be unique and uh, your team cannot use more than three copies of the same library card between the two decks. Bingo, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Now so, you say that, but you have access to fourteen vampires. So the the potential for ridiculous <laughs> combos is just insane. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so not only Jacob Frost at a party of twelve. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a straightforward one for starters, right? You know? Not only should you consider your teammates' deck, you have to consider your teammates. Exactly. Deck. Exactly. Yeah. Again, why I mentioned that particular two-handed giant one. That's that's how you win that game. Is the okay? Now I have an eighty-card deck, basically with uh, the ability to play far more cards a turn. How can we break this? Yeah. yeah. They go. I, I love that they specify that the couple of cards in the in the Heart of Europe set. Bank in your error, bank error in your favor may only target a foe, and disheveled shelves must reduce both rivals' libraries to zero cards to win. Spy games is not allowed in the format. It, it's all kinds of interesting things. If you if one player goes to one zero prestige, then that prestige comes from their teammate until both teammates are at zero. Mm-hmm. So you're again, not mitigating yeah, yeah. The, again, the pylon. M- yeah. m- mitigating the pylon. Does it say anything about conspiracies? Yes, the conspiracies when they. Um, let me see here. Presumably, you can't choose your not, your, not, not your, your teammate can help you out, but you can't target them. Yeah, right. or, or not. Yeah, right. exactly, yeah. I was gonna say the obvious stuff there. Yeah, for starters, um, the other so that that I'm not surprised to hear. Conspiracy but. reveals the word foe, but for this top card type, that's really another player. Yeah. So your teammate can help you here. All instances of foe cannot target and do not include your teammate. Yeah, so you can't just do the whole, we're going to steal, you and I are going to steal from him. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to help me, you know. Um, No, the kicker there now, I think about it, is schemes. Schemes get really interesting Mm -hmm. really quick. Scheme stuff is a fascinating one to think out about about totally new ways of using them. Yeah. 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 You can have all the the influence modifiers Mm -hmm. in your hands. You have twice as likely to get them. Um, because you have twice as many people drawing, but they do too. So it's all really very interesting. Well, the usability of, of so many universal ones, right? Everyone heals one. <laughs> In that case, this means quite a few vampires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite a few vampires heal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh, some of the other news. 
they were going to uh, issue errata for Extinguished Vitae uh, because it interacted with the new Prince of Prague mm-hmm. um, where you could take all your blood off your own vampire, defeat the prince, get two points, and get two points if you happen to have base of power. So it was a degenerate it, yeah. combo. Uh, they were going to errata Extinguished Vitae, but they took a different tact, and I think that's a probably a better way because then... It's always better to avoid card errata if you can. Right. And yeah, so they're rules. changing the Prince of the City rules. Yeah. Which says that if your prince, if a prince is defeated by a member of its own coterie, the prince title goes back to the streets, goes back into the mm-hmm. streets to be claimed. And you can, if, a, if that happens, if you, if one of your vampires loses during your turn, loses the prince title during your turn, you cannot act to claim it again. Mm-hmm. So it prevents the, especially with the Prague Prince, which gives you two points when you get it, mm-hmm. nothing else. And base of power combo is just, you know, for eight points a turn, right? I like that change anyway. Um, oh, even ignoring Heart of Europe, I like mm-hmm. that change in general. Um, anything that limits, like, kind of, I don't know what you call it, round robin or leapfrogging style stuff in the game, mm-hmm. you know, where change state, change it back, change state, change it back. That probably shouldn't be in your rule set. There's probably, it's probably not going to play well, right? Right, you know. right. And uh, yeah, no, I saw that as well. I Because oh, I was looking for the Vitae errata officially and I noticed the Prince of the City rules were different. I'm like, oh, maybe this is what they did. And sure enough, it was confirmed yeah. from what I saw on Discord. And they just did that um, in the well, last few days. You always few, want to avoid an infinite loop in your game. Uh, totally so, yeah. And as I think you were hinting at before as well, if your choice is errata a card or change your base rule set, changing a base rule set is always easier to teach and always feels better. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, one of the cool surprises, they Matt Holland had hinted at, them, at it coming. He talked about a big box for storage. He talked oh, about a storage yeah. solution. So just this week... A big old box uh, with all kinds of rivals images on it uh, got teased for Gen Con pre-order. So if you're going to Gen Con, uh, you can pre-order this. Be careful to use the promo code Gen Con Free sh- Gen Con 2022 Free Ship, so that you don't get charged the twelve or twelve or fifteen bucks shipping for that pre-order that you're not that they're not going to ship to you. Sorry, spot, spot the character limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, free well, ship? Can we go with free shipping? No, it's too long. No, free ship. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to enter. There was some bug in the system. I had to enter it like six times. I entered it all caps because that's how it was presented. Mm-hmm. It says invalid uh, code. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't cool. Yeah. Let me do it un- underlined. Uh, uh, lowercase. Nope. Invalid certificate. I'm like, what the fuck? Capitalized? What's going on? So all caps? No, all caps. So then, and I was doing it after it was in the cart. And so I forget now because I was I was getting frustrated and I was going all over the place using all kinds of links. But at some point, it asked you to apply a coupon code, and I did it, and it worked. But it took me like a half a dozen tries. So you can get it. It's cool because it's quite a large box. It can hold apparently over two thousand cards, um, yeah, and it has that. like a bajillion dividers. Okay, that's the good one. It is has, it, yeah. Uh, all, all cardboard in stream still? Or, so you know? the pre-order is just to pick up at Gen Con? Yeah, so you pay your 25 bucks and you pick it up at Gen Con, physically, right? So, and then it will be available 
they you know i think matt said within by the end of the year will be available in stores mm-hmm. so yeah um, limited print run probably ship probably yep, floating, they're gonna so they're yeah. gonna fly some in yeah so they're cool because they have and now this is going to force organization on people and those classic questions that card gamers always have so like i just started playing this game mm-hmm. how do y'all like organize your yeah. cards man and go to the like, website buy this box <laughs> you're done <laughs> and so so the card dividers, it's all by skill. Or, sorry, by discipline. So, animalism, Ooh. obfuscate, celerity. Because oh, that was the question action, I was getting to. ongoing, yeah. combat. I think those are the three categories, and it has them for all yeah. the disciplines. Because that's how I did it, obviously. I organize any, anything that's um, clan-specific goes in the clan-specific divider, because mm-hmm. we had those. You yep. know, no matter what yep. they are, character, whatever. Yep. Then everything else for me was, was deck-building functions. So, actions. So, combat cards, really. Attack reaction. Mm-hmm. And then it was yeah ongoing. I basically divided the, I, I, I sorted them by color, basically. Yeah. Yeah, pr- approximately. Yeah, and then I split. Uh, I personally, I split ongoing actions and regular mm-hmm. actions. Yeah, and I yeah. did yeah. that, but I yeah. didn't do it by discipline. No, exactly. Like, the discipline this is, is all new. by discipline. No, I gotta say, I do like that, particularly now we're getting into more and more vampires. Oh, I yeah, far yeah, more yeah. often Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what was that obfuscate card? What was that? What was that? Um, what was that potency one? Hold on. <laughs> you know, like where it was, was it? Was the one you with know. the? Yeah, I can't Hold remember on. what it was. Yeah, and a helpful thing of like this card does not mention that you can just use it. Go, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And then anything. there's a then yeah. there's Neu- true neutrals, right? True neutrals, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So. yeah, it's cool. Hopefully, we can get some of those and did, bring some back. And did they did they answer any of the classic uh, board gamer questions? Two two thousand ish cards sleeved. I didn't see any answer about sleeved or not. Yeah, it's only only when you really get into people doing like printing dividers and stuff like that. You know, the ones who sell this stuff and nothing but this kind of stuff. You get into there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be curious to see because I've definitely noticed as well. I use the big, um, the big hefty uh, dragon shield mat clears. I think are pretty infamous by now amongst us for cutting mm-hmm. my hands, um, but they're fairly chunky both ways. So it'd be interesting to see how well they sit. Yeah, like that. yeah. I don't have a problem with that. If they hold two thousand sleeve cards, they will hold four thousand of my cards. I'm gonna say or. 3,500 because I only sleeve a, oh, or if, oh, well, no, all, 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 all own like what about 5% of your total set of sleeves <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40k sleeves here's that's the irony right <laughs> I have all these unused Warhammer 40k sleeves <laughs> and I just don't sleeve my cards <laughs> not in storage so anyway I mean there's very few things I, I sleeve that sleeve that doesn't that isn't in a built deck immediately even like board game stuff I don't normally do like yeah. I think I've done a bit of a uh, Gloomhaven stuff, for example, and again, generally only with living with active yeah, yeah, deck yeah. sets, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. just cards. You know? Yeah, if do I'm you sleeve all your cards like in storage, Doug? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Are you uh, w- but I, what I do is I do them a little differently. I use penny sleeves, and I sleeve either play sets together, or if it's like a if it's like a you know one of card, I put them all together and stuff as many in a penny sleeve as I can. So, yeah. so there are so if, if that's I, for storage. Yeah, for storage. Yeah. Okay. What what Doug's referring to there is what a lot of game stores do like a lot of game stores you know we've got eight such and such a dirt cheap magic card they go in a penny sleeve and a chunk and get put in the drawer yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. That, that is very that's common, how so. i learned that Bingo. actually yeah, yeah, that's very, how, yeah. like my game store does the, the magic unsurprisingly card. learn from the people who handle a stupid amount of cards so you know <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so talked about the box we've talked about team event so uh, we've obviously talked about Heart of Europe. So one of uh, now I want to get into Heart of Europe, the cards here soon enough. But one thing I also wanted to mention was something that came as a bit of a surprise a couple of weeks ago. Matt Hira was hosting the Wednesday night stream, and he announced that they are going. They're polling the community on whether or not they should eliminate the two by two rival structure. This means two pairs of two rivals in a four-player game. As, a, as the a possible structure. Outcome. As yeah. yeah, as the 
you know, cross structure. I call it two by two. I think California folks that we had here for Princeton City called it a, a, a X, X structure or cross or something like that. Crosses. Anyways, two by two where you have either one, you're either you're going one across for, the table in an X yeah. in, in an X shape or you're going you're you're laned against each other. Right? Yeah. Like either on that same side of the table or, or across the table directly from you. Right. So there's there's these are three three of the possible nine rival structures that you can have. It represents about 33. There's 33% chance because there's three of them. So they're pulling the community. And I went, oh my gosh. And this is obviously for OP. For casual play, you can do whatever you want, however mm-hmm. frequently you want, so on and so forth. But this would be for OP. And I immediately jumped on it because we had just come from Prince of the City where okay. of the seven games that we played, I think five of them were these two-by-two two games, cross games, whatever you want to call them. And, and like, I was like, it was kind of frustrating because the game, I understand that format, but man, the game is so much richer when you have more people that are involved. Okay, in every it didn't bother me quite as much as it bothered you. Yeah. And trust me, folks, I heard about the, the game store that we had the Prince of the City event at is an hour away from where Tobin and I live. <laughs> yep. Yep. How much of that hour did I he- spend hearing about how much Tobin hated the extra? 25, 25 minutes. It was more than that. It, it, was, it was a little more. Well, because I played one of the, one of the games I played was, didn't have the X structure. Actually, mm-hmm. two of the games I played. Yeah. So I was in the two games that weren't X structure, but I played four, and the other two were, including the, including the final game. One thing I would like them to do a little bit, one of the things that happened to Prince of the City was the... The different ways of choosing who's like first player and and like and choosing like the the token. Some people were using the tokens. Some people were using dice. Some people just really don't like the tokens. There, I think that maybe there needs to be like a standardized in the in the OP rules at an OP event. Here is how you choose. There are players. There are mm-hmm. in the OP event, but you know as is and that the, might help yeah as is as is common in all these board games we've seen it before in smaller events you know people want to do what they what they've always done because it's casual and so and sometimes that can that can the reason that the op events exist is so that everybody understands that this is the way it's done so that if you co- if i come in with a slightly different system other people are wondering, well, why is, why are you coming in with a slightly different system? Is, is there some advantage to the that you figured out to your system? Is there some disadvantage to me from your system? Is is you knowing more about your system? That, and to me, me knowing more about my system than you do is an advantage to me. Of course. So if, yeah. every, so if the OP rules say, this is how you choose your rival, mm-hmm. Right, then that's how you choose your rival. <laughs> you don't flip it up. You don't do it with dice. You don't do it like yeah. randomly yeah. assign first player. That's fine, mm-hmm. right? But then after that, how you assign the rival to that the rivals after that first that player should be standardized. That's a standardized yeah. thing. When it, when it's like, honestly, when the rules it is, it does not it does well, not it, say randomly pick your next one. It says use the system you've got in place. Right? It, mm-hmm. it, it, it should be standardized, and the sta- that standardized method should be enforced. Yeah. Yeah. And now it sh- it should be called out in the rules as an illegal game state if you don't use that method for the official OP method for choosing rivals. You know that 
I think you just have to. I just have. I think you don't have to necessarily call it out as an illegal game state, but you well, just say something. Well, use the, use the standard wise. way. Yeah, like yeah, you said, having having clear rules is in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Something yeah. that clarifies that this is how it's done, and mm-hmm. this is the only way that it's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the two by two rules being eliminated, I couldn't vote fast enough. Now, I did. I did think about this on the way home. I did give it some thought, obviously, but what I considered was like the two by two game is fine when you when there's value to being the second player when value being second place at a table so in the preliminary rounds yes so there's a winner of that game but if i have 12 agenda points and i wasn't the person that was ousted then there's value in that game for me even if it was two by two Mm -hmm. right i get value from that the finals is where second place doesn't matter it's winner and then three finalists Mm-hmm. And so the two by two in the final table was where I was like, that's not cool. Cause that's, cause I think that this game is so much more fun when you have not two by two mm-hmm. structure, but there's at least there's value in it in the, in the preliminary rounds. Once you get to the cut rounds, not so much. Right. Yeah, so. I get it. I mean, I guess we should clarify with people too. If you haven't encountered this, I tend to think of what has been called the X and the two by two is shared rivals. Is a pair, a pair of shared rivals. You and I, you and I, you and I are both each other's rival. It's and basic, Doug and someone it's else are basically both each other's a, rivals. It's, it's basically two two player Bingo. games going yes, it's, on. It's two individual. At the same it's, time. it's two 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 connected two player games. Yeah, and that's not why fully that's, that's, yeah. and that's yeah. where the two by two reference yeah. comes in for me. Yeah. So but yeah, just just clarify. I, I know yeah. we use the term a lot. I'm just realizing I'm like yeah. Because I was wondering about the X one. I was like, what are they talking about? Oh, okay, I get it. The three patterns. What would I call it? Yeah. Shared rival, I think, is the, the phrase that, set that gets across what's going on with it. Yeah, it's a good one, right? Because I haven't done any I haven't done any competitive ones myself at a, tab- at a four-player table at all yet. So, But I can totally see that. Yeah. There's just no incentive for anybody to do anything different. Oh, totally no. I'm just thinking about the fixes for it. And like you say, I, I don't like... Um, I tend to prefer not having the rules of the game switch during a tournament. You know, so getting to the last table and going, right, now things are different. You know, for whatever, even even in that minor way, I'm yeah, like... There is, yeah, there is yeah. a bit of that. There yeah. is a bit of that. It, yeah. that's, that's a feel, because it is such a it is a minor thing. But for me, yeah, it's, it's just just make it just make it standard. Well, but, but you know, like so many... Like Netrunner used to have, everybody's playing a match, and then you get to the cut, and it's double elimination, single side. Right, so you're yeah, changing the structure a little bit there. Yeah, but that's so there's a little not mm. structure within a within a match, right? The changing the tournament structure, sure, that's how cuts and things work. But you're sitting down to a game, and the game will be different. Like basically, the, there is a the the, the the way you're starting that game, and it it almost definitely will be a different one. You know, I just I, I, my like I say, my feeling generally is yeah, just make it blanket, just get it get remove it completely. Okay. Because as you said before, I mean, as you have said, as we're very clear by now, many times you're not a fan of when a game um, becomes the two v two situations, and it is a very different feel of game. I think it's the only, I think it's the only feel of a table that's different to all the others. Period. Yes. Right. It's, it's yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can't yeah. in a two by two. You if you're reaching for that other person to help you out against your rival, mm-hmm. there's not much incentive there that I can offer. Well, right. Like when there's when there's another person says, "Okay, please come after this guy because he's coming after you," or I'll go after him because he's coming after you, and you're like, "Okay, I'll deal with him and I'll and I'll help you out this way." Right. So there's a little bit of the common enemy, the friend of my the uh, the the friend of the enemy of my enemy is my friend there you go right 
So there's Good a little bit of that in the in the not two by two framework, but in the two by two framework, there that it doesn't yeah. exist. I, the, the way I tend to summarize there's, myself is the, t- the two by two is reduced complexity. The, ta- the table is in, the table is less interesting. Yes, like for, from, from a fun perspective, before mm-hmm. you even get com- get into competitive worries, yep. it's less interesting. Yep. Yeah, yep. and that's what changes it up a lot. So, and that's what's frustrating for me, like because it's so much more interesting. Yep. with the other. Formats. So, were there yeah. any results from the poll? I have not seen any, and so what Matt said was, if it's overwhelmingly one way or the other, um, then they would go that direction. If it kind of comes in, and he didn't define what close means. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it comes in close, then it'd be something that they would watch. Uh, it's reasonable. And yeah. they'll, they'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's a good call here. We're not we're not we're not performing an election. This is a and an, an, and this is going to be an opinion sounding, right? Very few people are going to be you know a small a small quantity either side are going to be no or yes, and everyone's going to be well. All right. So so shall we talk about the big the big stuff the the heart of Europe stuff that we're ex- most excited about? Because that's kind of what I want to do. <laughs> Although I was envisioning sitting here with stacks of cards around me and mm-hmm. and flowing, you know, and, and shuffling through them and like, oh, yeah, what about this? Oh, what about that one? What about this one? What about that one? But to no avail, one is one is a sad puppy now. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how much play the <clears throat> seven blood vampires get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's for those of you who may not be aware Maybe there's not any of you that are listening. There's going to be two agendas and two havens in this set. They've all been spoiled. There's two vampires from each of the ten clans. Is that right? Yeah, each of the ten clans. And then there are some uh, clan-specific cards, clan specific, non-clan-specific, like totally neutral cards. There's, it looks like, two combat cards... Well, I'm looking on Rivals DB, so uh, take that. Maybe there's only, yeah, there's two reaction cards. There's a couple of, there's a combat card of each of the three types, physical, mental, and social. The thing that's getting the most, probably the most airplay from what I've uh, been seeing is the the Shoveled Shelves agenda, which is the one that changes everything, right? Agenda points do not matter. It's it's mill. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, it's mill twisted in a ninety degree angle because instead of just taking the cards and discarding them, and not giving your player your opponent a chance to use them, you're just filling up their hand. <laughs> it's still a mill strategy. It is. It is. It is. But, but you're not eliminating their deck. You're giving them a chance to use almost everything of it, and whether they can. Before their deck runs out, is the that's the that's the question. Right? Yeah, I mean the the big the big advantage there is that it's a really interesting take on the mill one because obviously the mill strategy is like prestige drain. It's an alternate win condition, right? I do this, I do this thing and make someone else lose, mm-hmm. right? Um, even though it's unique to that card. But the the big thing about it versus a, a classical mill literal millstone deck is that, like you say, you don't there's there's the the feels bad is gone. The negative player experience has disappeared because all of a sudden your opponent's like, "Well, I've got thirty cards in hand. Right. I'm about right. to lose, I know, but before then, hold on, you know." Right. And and the game itself mitigates how big a deal that is by how many cards you can play a turn. So it's a pretty smart design choice. Yeah, well, say, it's yeah. A level but, of thing. but the the thing that that keeps coming back to my mind in other games where there are mill strategies, like let's say Magic: The Gathering, which mm-hmm. is where Millstone came from, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of graveyard manipulation. So those cards 
aren't gone. True. Yeah, I think it bounces both ways. But and the nice thing is, you, you got the, you got things that'll bounce back. You've got mm-hmm. there, there's there's ways that they. So there there are things that. I just the whole you know mill at ninety degrees comment that Tobin made. It's just like, eh, really, not yeah. not so much. I, it doesn't seem like a that strange or, or it doesn't seem like that much of an alternate take on mill to me. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting strategy. It's cool. And, you know, putting it into the hand instead of the, the discard pile is fine, especially since in Rivals right now we don't have a lot of graveyard manipulation. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Well, yeah, well, so on the, on the flip side there, keep in mind it's coming. that... It's coming. Yeah, it's as if when you're running this mill deck, everyone has loads of um, graveyard manipulation. Yeah. Because you don't... You don't it, it, number one, mill doesn't get worse against someone who is gra- graveyard manipulating. Right. And number two, for everyone goes, well, I can play these things. You know, like, like I say, it self-limits a nice little bit by the fact that you can play a handful of cards a turn. Assuming, assuming you have a very, very busy time. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, yeah. you, but also one only has two actions. Yeah, and right? being attacked and things like that. You mm-hmm. know? Right. So. Yeah, you only have two actions. You, you, yeah. you're the you're possibly you know loading up your opponent's hand with lots of reactions. Yeah, yeah. For example, and maybe that'll make like heavier reaction decks a thing. But you're giving with the only having being able to do two actions a turn. If you've got thirty cards in your hand, mm-hmm. I think that is actually a fabulous position to put your opponent in. Mm-hmm. I've got 30 cards in my hand. What the hell do I do? Well, yeah, there, there is the literal cognitive weight, yeah. I do, I, do, I do feel there are plenty of times where most decent decks have got the, oh, there's the god hand. There it is. There's what I need. You know, like, like I get these things, the game is going to end. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. say multiple, minimal action to turn, but we know very well that an action or two a turn can be massively impactful, enormously. So it's it's... I wouldn't say it comes out in the wash. It's very interesting to see. It's one of those. It's one of the kind of things I like from rivals that is going to shake up the game, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, and the key to this is the shovel shelves is the agenda, right? So, and it says if your rivals library has no cards in it, you win the game. And the effect that's the most important here that drives this is if you would cause a foe to discard cards, you may have that foe draw that many cards instead. So you're not. So shakedown. If they have five or six cards in their hand, you shake them down. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to choose physical. They would otherwise discard those three physical cards. Instead, they're going to draw three. Well, I'm and then say, they're going to hit you with shutdown again two turns later when you have six physical cards in your well, hand. I was going to say, yeah, the, the three three cards is being way under ambitious because, I mean, think social. Most most competitive decks are going to have six to nine social cards in there. They're going to have intimidate intimidation. They're going to have biting comment. They may or may not have something else as well. Right. So when you, if if you're hitting like the odds of getting five or six card straight into the hand, you know, instead of discarding, holy cow, yeah, on deck size, that's that's that rolling effect is going to be crazy. So yeah, shakedown will be an absolute staple. You know, mm-hmm. um, what was there was a couple of others of ones I've seen. A lot of the pings get great fun. You know, the whole random if I deal damage, rando card. It's one of the mental ones, for example. There, yeah, it's it's a smart move. That particular some of the stuff call. from Hakata gets interesting. Also, oh lord, yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, yep. and quite apart from the mip and clairvoyance is. Uh Gets yeah. really interesting then. Yeah. And I'm going to say as well the hor- the, hor- uh, the horror that we encounter the other day. The fun you can have with mental block too by knowing what's going on around the table at that point. Yeah, the shake yeah. down mental block stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and, it's, and mental block is another one where you're just drawing a card off the top and then discarding the next turn. Yeah. So that now that's a very slow one. But it's right? a good part of the machine anyway to keep them under control, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I was playing University Library the other night, and I ended the game with five cards in my deck. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing to shovel shelves, 
if I'm playing against the shovel shelves, I'm toast. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a yeah, one to watch out for there. So you know? it's it's going to be interesting to see how much it shakes things. I would be at the moment, I'd be surprised if much people are trying to do it outside of slightly janky comp- uh, competitiveness, right? Like you could make this work as a totally alternate deck. You're not gonna, you're not going to be playing a very standard deck doing this. You know, what I'm saying it's not the kind of agenda you can just slot into something and go, yeah, 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 off we go. You know, so. right, right. And I then, think there's a a good possibility for it not being janky at all. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm saying not not massively janky, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's it doesn't it doesn't it's not the kind of thing where you could swap it into a sta- a fairly common deck and take all the usual cards, the usual competitive cards. The and build, run with it. okay, yeah, but yeah. the build is going to be different, but. There's enough interesting stuff in the card pool already to support the disheveled shelves, mm-hmm. the, that play style, that I don't think you're going to have too many problems building a deck around it and, and making one that functions fairly efficiently. Totally, yeah. What yeah. The the thing- what's interesting here is that the person with the shovel shelves has to be the one to causing the discard. Any other discard effects don't. Oh, to, to get the extra mill out of the deck. Yeah. 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 I mean, you are so required. Like, so, like, what I'm talking about is like gallery yeah. opening, cards like yeah. gallery opening, right? Where you can, each player can discard up to two cards to gain that yeah. many prestige. That wouldn't trigger disheveled yeah. shelves. Oh, anyone else, cards. anyone else helping out as well, right. for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, we have got, like any, like most card games, there's passive draw here. There's rather enforced card draw. So, you have got a solid timer. On. You will be getting two out of your library every turn, mm-hmm. you know. So there is that. Yeah, but my my feeling is basically that um, it will it yeah remains to be seen how um binary state win this is. If you can build a deck that does this does a disheveled shelves mill win well, but has some kind of a plan if it's being opposed if it's not going well, right, you know? right. So. Or if there's two of them at the table and the other deck is running better <laughs> right like Classic problem so there, so yeah. like how do you stay alive because you going to get agenda points doesn't really matter like mm-hmm. agenda points doesn't I, doesn't it has no this this has no appreciable yeah. um well, well, it, well it doesn't change any points. yeah right yeah. right i mean it's still the nice thing is most of the ways of points you're going to care about are still worth doing it's still worth killing your opponent's vampires it's still worth getting mm-hmm. citizens yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you know mending three the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Especially in those cases where there are add-on effects. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other agenda is full of surprises, and it's the first time you resolve a trap during each player's turn. You gain a prestige or an agenda point, and that's the, got the normal 13 agenda points to win. And now traps are this different card, right? So this is being introduced. These are being introduced in uh, Heart of Europe, and there are... I wish I, this is where the physical cards would be wonderful because I'd be like, here's the stack of traps and I can look at the stack and say, here's four. There are four traps in this set. Don't think they put a trap filter on here yet, have uh, they? Not no, I don't think so. Yeah, not that I've seen. But so. there's a couple of them. One is the Malkavian one, which uh, people have, have uh, gotten a lot of kick out of, which is called Bank Error in Your Favor. It's Malkavian mm. action. It's a conspiracy. Oh, sorry. It's a, that's a conspiracy. The blood poisoning is a trap. Mm-hmm. Play this card face down and place a, Prestige on it. Resolve at any time. If you have obfuscate, the target foe's character that attached a retainer this turn loses one for each prestige on the card. So um, the it poisons the retainers basically, mm-hmm. which is you know pretty neat. And you can trigger these traps at any time during your turn, during someone else's turn. Anytime they would be um, 
their condition is met. Their triggering condition is met. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the the I haven't looked at the rules, but they're like one fire and done, right? They're discarded when they pop. Mm-hmm. I assume, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's an off limits one, which is Nosferatu. Play this card face down and place one um, prestige on it. Resolve at any time. Target defender in the streets has plus two armor during attack for each prestige on this. Mm-hmm. So there must be a way now, to let's get... see here. Play this card face down. Resolve at any time. And there must be... See, and this is what we're missing. Yeah. We don't have the rule book for yeah. Heart of Europe. So I would guess that the act- the trap action, when you resolve it, you're discarding it. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and also, there must be some ways of getting more more tokens on these guys somehow. How do you mm-hmm. get tokens on conspiracies? Yeah. Like, it's I mean, going to be a similar method. I mean, it might be identical conspiracies. Basically, I think a lot of the traps might... I think a lot of the trap stuff might be intended to appear to be conspiracies. Because you don't right. know what you're doing yeah, you when put, you, place, you, put you put a face-down card and put one on it. What yeah. is that? And then there's the yeah. everything yeah. is connected. I imagine the, yeah. the rules mm-hmm. for traps and putting uh, prestige on traps will be the same as putting prestige on yeah. conspiracy. I think they might basically share at that point, yeah. Yeah. There's, a the spi- there's an animalism trap called spiders. Um, yep. You put a fear token on target foe's character that made an attack this turn. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how much prestige is on it. Yep. it just You're just doing that. Pretty cool. Um... There's a prosperity scheme, or there's a scheme called prosperity. Influence conflict. Should each player draw four cards? Yep. Um, so, so that's going in my mill deck. <laughs> so here's one that really took me back, and I still have a little bit of trouble. Just it's it creates a great deal of I don't know what it is <laughs> cognitive dissonance in my head. Cognitive mm-hmm. dissonance because that's where my brain is. Anyhow. Wake with evening's freshness. <laughs> Wake with evening's freshness is a card name from the original Vitesse. From and we're talking about the original set Jihad. Like mm-hmm. you play this as an and it basically allows an exhausted vampire to block. In which case, previous you know for those of you who've played Vitesse, you know that or, or for those of you who haven't, an exhausted player, an exhausted vampire typically can't block or react to anything. So wakes with evening's freshness. Which was ubiquitous, of course. Like yeah, I mean, everywhere. It's like land. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, how many are you gonna include in your deck? Six or eight? Because there wasn't a card limit in V test. Mm-hmm. So, wakes with evening freshness, uh, and it's just like I wake. That was that was the term. I wake. Yep. I wake. Yep. I wake. And so I saw this, and I just about had a conniption fit. <laughs> like, oh, uh, no, oh no! It's oh, a ritual. God, it's it's a thaumaturg- uh, blood magic ritual. Um, Typical one to three colors, ongoing, relentless, remove one blood from this, move a ready character in your coterie to the streets to block a non-ranged target or, or attack against any target, which is exactly what, yep. right up that same line, like I want to be able to play a, play a reaction or block something, and that's exactly so what this the, card it's does. The, it's the, tr- it's the uh, Tremere, Tremere um, Dragon's Roost card. Yep. Or to go alongside Dragon's Roost, because yep. why not more of this? Yeah, why not keep messing things up? So there's two cards now to be like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to try and do something. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, are we, we're not At least this one is face up. <laughs> well, totally, yeah. We're not, we're not quite there on the um, May I deck stuff yet, but we might be getting nearer. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh yeah, what, what what was the game that we used to play that would be like? Can I do that? Is it all right with you? There was yeah. It turns up it turns up in most card games. Honestly, it's, it's back and forth. Like we've definitely seen it in. Um, it in, goes back. That goes back to like early days yeah, of I mean, magic. Track, yeah. We saw we saw we definitely saw it in. Um, well, Conquest. yeah. 
there was a, there was a one or two like, uh, may I make this attack? You know, yeah, well, yeah, may maybe that's yeah. what it yeah. Yeah. more I mean, recently. The may I deck comes from blue control and magic. That's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, for the, sure. The running joke for being, sure. I, I attack, I, at, I attack this player becomes may I or may I play this card? May I play this card? Yeah, you know. Um, in fact, um. In the, in the very, very first days of me doing any card game stuff at all, back in the UK, uh, one of the guys had a, a regular blue control deck. So, I think toxic is the good modern term, frankly, um, that it became known as the f um, what I would call the Family Fortunes deck, what you guys would call the Family Feud deck. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? It's like, um, I'm going to play this card. And the blue deck would say, and our survey says... <laughs> 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 but every, there was a counter to... Everything, yeah, yeah, in existence, you know. Uh. So now talking about stuff, I keep seeing this one back and forth. Um, the guard tower haven, yeah, that one looks really interesting because that's the, that's the first haven I've gone. Oh yeah, that is completely different, totally different to anything else, right? Read the text. Yep. So um, guards in your coterie have plus one shield while blocking. No secrecy bonuses or anything there, right? Right, no no, yep. secre no yep. haven secrecy. Yep. Guards in your coterie deal plus one damage to blockers. At the end of your turn, ready one character in your coterie. That yep. has so much space to go in so many different types of decks and enables so many nice new types with the new guard cards as well because now we have big, beefy, impressive guards. Yeah, and yeah. you need multiple guards because the way you get around a guard blocking is you attack that guard mm -hmm. and... So therefore, they're not blocking, and none of this stuff happens. Yeah. Right. So you have to play. It's. I. I. This one was one where I'm like, it's interesting, and it's pot the potential is there, mm -hmm. but it might be too much for me to take tackle cold. <laughs> I might have to see what other people build first, and then be like, all right, let me see if I can do something. Seeing what they're trying to do now, I see what what's happening with this deck. Then I'll try to build my own. It, it would be interesting to build a multi-clan guard deck with that. I mean, basically what it's encouraging towards. The big thing you, I You basically was, have your guards leapfrogging each other to block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me! No, me! Well, no, me! Here's the thing. You go Toriador because you're taking steal, um, steal the Spotlight. Okay. Because that's glorious. Yep, yep. That's just going to be like, oh... Oh dear! Oh yeah, dear! If you're me. blocking the yeah. the attacking person, loses two, or burns yeah, two, loses two. two blood, which is great. You're yeah. probably going to go into Malk too because you may as well take insanity defense because mm -hmm. you're going to be blocking a lot, so you'll keep people rolling. Yeah, you know, keep rocking that way, and then from there, it's maybe splash a little Bruja. Um, for there's a couple of decent guards in Bruja. They're good guards in general. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some newer ones here as well that like some big five cost ones and stuff. But you're not wrong. I mean, no reason not to go into it if you're going multi clan, right? And the big thing I saw there is there are still a lot of passive when someone's attacking. Basically, what I'm what you're talking this is a, a spike spike trap deck, spike pit, or a thorns deck, shall we say? Oh, okay. It's the whole come get me. So your right. your win condition is going to be something else, right? But the fact that you can go there and go yeah, come get me, because you know you could go titles, go small mm -hmm. cheap titles say or yeah. something or whatever, just because I, I can chill back and do my stuff and yeah, come get me. You know that 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 just turns into a wonderful case of like there are three there are four there's three players on the other side of the table and there are two of them that I attack. <laughs> he gets left alone. Ignore him. You know kind of thing. Yeah, there's the the big the biggest guard I think is the Bruja Vampire. There's five blood potency one 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 one. It's Sarka guard. Uh, this character may block ranged attacks. Party when a character in this party blocks an attack, they steal one blood from the attacker. Yeah. So. She's the leader of the guard tower deck. I mean, yeah, it's like, that, <laughs> I that, think, is, that looks I like a ton of fun. That's so. that's in bold neon colors, yeah. flaring out from the screen. I am the leader of the guard tower deck. I actually now I think about and that. And there's another. There's a Tremere. 
in here too. Mm-hmm. Susanna, a guard. This character may block any ranged attacks, of course. When this guard blocks an attack, replace one blood on the attacker with one of your color from the general supply. Ooh, so it's a weird, like, maybe they also do rituals? It could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple of nice little tricks. They're not so ritual, right? There's a couple of attacks and things and stuff that could be good. But yeah, I get what you're saying. What was I going to say? We were, we were looking at this before. A key, a new keyword, really. Type has turned up. Solo attacker. Defining what was mm-hmm. Leah Swiftfoot, I want to say, mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Into an actual card, like, now, now an ability effect. I wonder how well that would do with a guard-style deck. Because you're running, particularly with Leia, go out, do something, come back and join my ridiculous massive friends who are going to keep me safe. Yeah. You know, a good way of doing that and not being stuck outside of buddies. Yeah, it's an, yeah. It's an interesting... Now Leia comes back to Haven yeah. and she attacks alone. And joins the, whole, joins the party of, right. of guards, friends who are all guards. Yeah. <laughs> who are all right. guards all of a sudden. And they don't have secrecy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bingo. Right. Yeah, exactly. All standing there going, yeah, come get me. Yeah, no. So it's, it's intriguing, right? It should be, a fun, should be a fun one, I think, so... Ooh. Um, Ooh. Oh, you got Rene Koba there. I hadn't seen that one properly. A little two-coster for traps and conspiracies. When you play a card face down outside of an attack, so conspiracies or traps, uh, mend one on a character in your coterie. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a glorious yeah. little trick. Yeah. No, the the one I also saw, like there's there's a lot of interesting stuff here, right? So you have Hidden Stash, which is a thin blood uh, ongoing action where you add, you take it, you add four prestige to it, and then you can use that prestige to pay for character abilities. Mm. And the if you're playing Thin Bloods, you know if you played against them or with them, uh, that you pay one prestige and you get one armor on all your one cap Thin Bloods, and that one prestige, you know, you distribute all the SAD to each of the ones, and they're perfectly fine. Yep. No harm, no foul. Mm. But it is a drain on your prestige to do that, right? So now this card kind of solves that problem a little bit, addresses it a little bit. And I I think that's really cool. Now, for the purposes of actually running an effective street brew deck, I could have used an alchemy. I could have used the fourth alchemy, (laughs) damn it. There's three in there now. I could have used the fourth. (laughs) There may have been a reason. So (sighs) Yeah, 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 that's true. I feel Um, that. I mean, I just, what was it, Wednesday night, I I vomited. the Your alchemy six action third turn, turn or something was yeah. it? Yeah, I think you know, it was third turn. Yeah, yeah. I had one in my car. I had one in my hand. I played the uh, card that burns four. Or you reveal four top four cards of your library. You take any alchemies into your hand, and you discard the rest. Yeah. I took three alchemies into my or two more alchemies into my hand, and I just put alchemies on all the little one blooders. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. next turn I'm getting to a turn. Yeah, it was a, an amusing turn to watch. Oh, yeah. I would oh, say fun. as well, that whole uh, paying for character abilities, paying prestige cost for character abilities, mm-hmm. that's right now, that's not uniquely, but largely Malkavian and um, Thimblets. Yes. That's where it gets fun. So, yep. Yeah, yep. Particularly with some really good ones for on, on the uh, Malkavian side too. Yep. So. And then the Gangrel are going in a lone wolf direction, in a in a solo attacker direction, mm-hmm. what we talked about. And there's a Gangrel card, lone wolf, that supports the solo attacker stuff. Well, there's the other one too, because I really think that's got some space with that guard, with that guard deck becoming a shielding deck. Becoming a, you know, like I said, the idea of I'm either out in the streets and shielded by this, mm-hmm. or I'm with my friends and, and very, very tricky to kill. Right. Yeah, really, right. really intriguing stuff there. Uh, and then, of course, there's the. There's the one big old vampire. You talked about the seven costers, Doug? Yep. Pa- Sebastian? Who's em- Emil and Sebastian. Yeah, those so are the Sombra seven and costers. Toreador. Yeah. But what we're talking about... Oh, no, no. We're talking about Bork Wagner. He's not a seven, but he's a six. But he's an interesting one. At the one. start Intriguing of your one, yeah. first turn of the game, you reveal two different havens from your collection. Your rival chooses one, and you attach the haven to this character who gains the leader ability of that 
haven. Yeah, and there's a little bit of support. And he has to be your leader because it's the first turn of your game. It's it's the beginning of your first turn Mm -hmm. of the game. But wow, right? Like you have immediately a second haven to have a leadership ability for. Um, so you don't have the additional secrecy. You just have the two leadership. Yeah, that would be the only. Well, obviously, like <laughs> guard post would become fun. I will take guard post. No, not in this case. Yeah. <laughs> that, that and the crazy one here. I, the, I mean, that one we've. I think we've looking at the support it's got and how it works with havens. It's fairly clear how that one plays out because there's another character, at least another character or two working on haven weirdnesses and manipulating. Emil is the interesting one because. They start to screw around Emil and Toriador because uh, Emil and yeah, the Tro- Cruiser, yeah, Cruiser, yeah, yeah. And that, that one is going to be one of those not a damn clue cards. Um, you may ignore city deck events when this character defeats a mortal or character. You may shuffle one event from the city deck burn pile into the city deck. Let's keep that game going. When that event leaves play, remove it from the game. So it's only a temporary little thingy in there. And then we've got at least one other card that becomes its own city event. I think it's um, Door Charge or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, it's a Toridor card. Yeah. Uh, cover charge. Cover, cover charge. charge. Thank you. Yeah. So those two there. So we got some screwing around with that. That's one of those ones where there are going to be rules on this. There are going to be some rules yeah, listing yeah, yeah. exactly I, what this I means. I think my <laughs> Matt said something like yeah. the FAQ for a meal is is a page long. Uh, it would have to be. It's, yeah. it's such a massive change to the game in general. So yeah, yeah. So that's an intriguing one. And then the other seven is Sebastian, who is very straightforward. Attaching from your, a title from your hand to this character costs zero influence. Then ready this character. <laughs> that's, I mean, for Christ's sake, you, uh, my opening turn uh, Seneschal the other day. Yeah. At least took a reasonable amount of work. <laughs> right, in this case, it's all. Oh, hey, look at that. Lose two. Next. Seneschal. Phew, moving on. You know. Let's hope we can get to Prince of the City quick. Yeah. Action one, vampire. Action two. You lose two. Move on. Yeah, and here's a, <laughs> and here's a seven blood potency vampire you need to take out before Prince of the City yeah. arrives, or you have very little prestige. And that's the fun one because as soon as I saw seven vampire, one of my first thoughts was like, "Holy cow! I have enough trouble playing a six. You know, it feels pricey to put them down, right? But then, how often do we see six blood vampires actually die? The answer <laughs> not is very not often. that common. It takes a lot of firepower. Um, second big thing now is with all the extra money around. Yeah, that's no longer as much of a concern. Right. Throw it in, go get some friends. I can definitely battle up. And frankly, I have a deck coming up that I'm messing with that I don't think has less than a five cost vampire because of the way we can because of the current cost curves. Yeah. You're gonna have two vampy decks. Like one of the nice things you can think about there is I think is the lesser number of vampires in play situation and more of a sheer blood on the table. You know, do I have do I have about uh, between twelve and fourteen blood on the table? Then yeah, I'm if okay. you've got you two know. seven blood vampires out, do yeah. you really need a third vampire? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, even or, a, or a seven and a six, seven and a six, or a seven, seven and a five. And a five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve yeah, blood, now, twelve now, blood, three fours, and a five is, and something small. Now this is yeah. where the superficial stuff comes in because those superficial cards, that largely the superficial combat cards that largely have not been played other than maybe in thin bloods. Mm-hmm. Those are huge because they do a lot of damage, but they don't take that last one. So if you have a seven cap, then all of a sudden it's taking nine or eight or six and whoop. And all yeah. of a sudden, yeah, they don't take their last one, but now they're vulnerable. And now they're yeah. vulnerable. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. One, two, one, two punch surprise. cards. One, two punch cards. That's yeah. always, there's always going to be a one, two punch. There's always going to be yeah. something to balance it out. But yes. uh, you're not, you're not going to just run two vampires. You have to run a seven vampire uh, faction deck. Right, mm-hmm. right. So. Okay, yeah, one of your one of your big seven blood vampires gets taken out. Okay, you pull out a six blood or a five blood or whatever you whatever you top deck off of your faction. Totally, deck. yeah. Well, 
are making the point now that with the changes to uh, citizens, you're going to see gaining, far more. And yeah, yeah, if you're gaining prestige in more ways, which yeah. I've thought since the beginning that the game was a little too prestige light. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to see far more later game vampires. You'll see a seven yeah. a seven player add to their coterie as they go. And and yeah. and I think whether Hyra and them did it on purpose, that's okay. Prestige okay, running yeah, light, totally. making yeah. the game a little bit faster, not go long. That's perfectly fine. We yeah. saw what happened with long games with L5R. Now is the community. You mean we saw is, what happened has, with short games of L5R. Yeah, because <laughs> a short game of L5R was still a fucking hour. <laughs> but what you have is now that the community, now that the game has aged a little bit, and the community has figured out how to play a little bit faster, a little like we have our strategies, we have our decks tuned a little bit better, so on and so forth. Having one or two or three more prestige from the citizen eating mm-hmm. and various other things, that isn't a bad idea. Right, so well, it's it's also to make games not so quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a design. It's a stylistic choice. It's it's a meta right. shift. It's there, here, here is the new here is the new place. Here is how the new game. There's feels. too many times in our games where it gets to a point of, okay, Jason's getting close to winning, and I'm in a solid, you know, possibly in a solid second place, you know, or at least in the running for second place, and then Carl's on one prestige. Right, and if so, I need to keep somehow manage keep Carl in the game, so that I have a chance of beating Jason. It it happens fairly frequently. Yeah, people have not lost to it a whole ton, but the point is, once someone drops to two to three, you have to consider can that person go in one turn? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or is once it they happen? hit three, they can yeah, yeah. definitely go. In I one mean, turn. two. It's literally you have to you have to have an ability to stop someone from attacking them. Right, because so, it's just like two yeah. kills. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so so yeah. Th- this change to prestige with the new city deck. Yeah. I think is going to help ameliorate that situation a little bit at least. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I like I say, I think it's an intentional playstyle design. This is now, okay, yeah. it's now much harder to prestige people out. They have more options. And that's not a not a good or bad thing. Right. It's a It'll, neutral one. It's a if design you, If you want to prestige yeah. drain someone, you have to do it really you well. You have to and go really full hard. guns. Yeah. Like, and I've not seen anything in the new stuff that lends into that. In fact, all I've seen is stuff that ameliorates that some, I believe. So. Well, I, I mean, Disheveled Shelves isn't a prestige drain. It's a whole different ball of wax, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a fourth wind condition. There's an interesting one, right? Because you could go that route. If you, if you went prestige plus mill, one way or the other, I'm going to avoid avoid fighting you as such and just mess with you. It's an interesting, interesting thought, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe prestige drain is the secondary win condition I mean. for the yeah. shells deck. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting yeah. thought, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe that's what they found. Maybe that's what yeah. they found doing it. Because yeah. there is a lot in here that helps helps avoid that. I mean, prestige gain in itself is nice. Like it's not, it's no, it's it's no everyone people will take that anyway. But yeah. there's definitely far more ways to survive being prestige drained out in here. So maybe that's what they found. They ran the shovel and went, "Oh Jesus! If you run that with, pres- with, a, with a prestige kill too, it's awful." Yeah. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. We'll, we will find out. Right? We'll find out. So. All right. Anything else on the heart of Europe? Other than we bo- we all hope that it's uh, going to be here soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, Hopefully by the time we record next. <laughs> And now you've jinxed it. Oh man! <laughs> oh, Which now oh, now it means right. it's going to be like July twentieth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Something good. So I'll start off. So I watched Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I watched two episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. I waited like I, wa- I watched the first two, and then watched the second two, and I watched the third two. Mm-hmm. And there were some minor quibbles I have with it, mm-hmm. but overall, it was a good story. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was cool. I was, I was like, 
I found myself like episode three or four. I'm like, so I know who lives and who doesn't, or at least I know who lives out of these characters that are on the screen because, you know, mm-hmm. they have like six more movies they're going to appear in. But I'm still captivated. Mm-hmm. I was still like, hey, this is cool. This is neat. So yeah. it's a classic thing people people bring up whenever we have prequel or or in this case kind of in between filler mm-hmm. stories when they say you know they all joke about like I'm not going to watch Titanic I know it sinks at the end but a half decent story can always keep good narrative tension even with that thought in mind right, right? I mean the one of those common literary devices in any um, art form you can think of is the you know the in media res you know, the start right. of John Wick, I'm, he's, he's shot to pieces and beaten up. Okay, so we know how the film ends. Let's right. go find out how we go. Oh, <laughs> the equivalent of the record scratch. I bet you're wondering how I got here. That's, right. That is the most common literary device in the world, right? So, yeah. like, okay, I know he doesn't die halfway through, so, you know, there's less tension getting to that point, <laughs> yeah, there's, right? You know, so. There's 300 pages left, or there's two episodes left yeah, of the exactly. story. So or That, so, that complaint so is so ridiculous. So. But, no, yeah. it was Obi-Wan was uh, compelling, and I, you know... If you worry about exactly the retcons and who remembers what and who, might, you got to give it up. Like the, the, they, I, I, they're I telling it. these stories over a forty-year time period. You're asking <laughs> the internet yeah. to not worry about retcons. Yeah. Well, I watched it as well. But there are no issues. Sorry, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing there that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, the the comment. I mean, are we going to spoil it all here? No. Nah. Yeah, really. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not even a small, but I'm not going to bother about it. Yeah, there, there aren't. Basically, there's nothing in there that, unless you wanted to quibble down to the most pedantic of crap, there's nothing in there that matters. Again, in close, you're asking yeah. the yeah. internet not to be pedantic. Oh, totally. And yeah. No, I'm not saying there is, but it's, you can always they'll, they'll, they'll argue whatever we say. So let's just remind ourselves that, um, that the only arguments they're making here are complete crap. So, yeah. you know, like nothing close. So, but it was. I, I enjoyed it. I, I watched the last two episodes, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, and I my thoughts on that are after seeing some of the stuff that they put out recently, It's they finally put out a good series? Yeah. That's amazing. Cool. Well, since we seem to have gotten to a TV run here, I was trying to think of one, and I'll go with this, because you were mentioning watching Kenobi, which I also watch myself. I'm going to pull up the... I don't think amongst most of our listeners this is going to be the controversial one, because I had... Basically zero expectations going in. But, um, I was been following. I'm, I'm following most of the Disney Plus series ones that pop up of mm-hmm. stuff I'm fo- interested in, and I followed Miss Marvel as it went along. Right. Mm-hmm. If you haven't hit this yet, it is definitely not like any of the other Marvel series. First of all, like it's not even close. Yes, it's a superhero origin story, and there's a certain amount of like, haven't we seen this before? But on next. But on it, well, I mean, like the the superhero origin story part is a minor part of it. It is a feel of like, is this a teen show? Yes, I would put it in that realm personally of like the uh, the best Simpsons, where clearly it's aimed for a certain age range, but there's more going on than that. Mm-hmm. You know, it does enough different things, and honestly, just for art style and performances, well worth checking out. And the final big one that I can't move on and anything on the internet without seeing here is the cultural representation in it is such a thing we don't get to see. Mm-hmm. This is so uniquely like, holy shit! I I, I, knew, I kind of was aware that was a thing, but I'd never seen it done. Right. You know, I've never seen it right. showed that way. Yeah, well worth checking out just for being something completely different. Very, yep. very, very pleasantly surprised by that. So. If we're, if, we're, if we're keep going on the uh, TV theme, uh, just watched Under the Banner of Heaven. So complete, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like... Tonal, <laughs> tonal shift, yeah. Okay. You know. Fabulous series. Cool. Andrew Gardner is really good in it. Or Garfield, sorry. Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, 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 he's proven himself pretty strongly these days, hasn't he? That's great. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good series. It's well acted. Yeah. And then to, to 
put the finishing touch on this something good in TV. The Old Man on FX and I guess on Hulu too. I recorded on FX. It's fan fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's very Jeff violent. Bridges. Very violent. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not for the it's not for the squeamish, but it is compelling. We watch, my wife and I both watched it too. So if my wife and I both liked it, and both want to watch the next episode, that <laughs> tells me a lot. The old man under the banner of heaven, Miss Marvel, and Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps others find us. Thank you for listening.